Hey there, welcome to Saving the Republic with Skylar Waxman, Nate Dunning, Jordan Clements, and myself, Ethan Holland. Wildfires continue to burn in California, displacing thousands. Netflix earns bipartisan outrage for a disgusting film. A 9-11 memorial at Baylor University is tagged with a trigger warning. Joining us to discuss, Chris Putnam. So 9-11 was this week at Baylor University. They put out the 3,000 flags to memorialize those who lost their lives. And Baylor casually just, you know, without anybody knowing, just put up a stick with a paper on it. This is like basically trigger warning uh, because apparently 9-11 is offensive. Joining us now to talk to us about this is Chris Putnam. How do you feel about this uh, event that transpired, Chris? Well, there's, there's no safe havens anymore, is there? I mean, you know, when this nonsense starts going on at, you know, places like Baylor, and I'm, I'm sure you know that there's been, you know, a number of incidents at Texas A&M as well. I mean, I, you know, I think we fully lost control of our, our university system. It's just outrageous, of course. Yeah, it's very outrageous. And uh, it honestly surprised me when I heard Baylor. I was like, are you sure you didn't say UNT? You, you said Baylor? And are you sure it wasn't Mary Harden Baylor? <laughs> the the knockoff Baylor didn't start. It's because Nate here is from uh, University of Mary Harden, and so I always call uh, it the bootleg, the bootleg Baylor. <laughs> the bootleg Baylor. Even though uh, much more conservative than Baylor University, very clearly <laughs> yeah. after, but, after but the Baylor, six events. But Baylor alone is supposed to be, you know, super conservative. <laughs> Skylar, what did you think when you saw this transpire? Well, I, I agree, Chris. Uh, you know, I think it's – I think it's really strange. There are only a handful of universities that I can say um, are, are good about defending, you know, free speech and allowing, you know, debate and dialogue and, and haven't really descended into that sort of, you know, pro, you know, protecting people from different opinions, but really not something like 9-11. It's not, it, it's not controversial at all. Right, um, right. And Amer an American flag shouldn't be either, by the way. An American flag shouldn't be offensive <laughs> to anybody. Yeah, I'm fortunate. I go to Texas Tech. Uh, I'm proud of Texas Tech. Um, and I'd say Texas Tech is honestly, as far as public universities go, one of the very few that, you know, I can say we, I can't think of a single time with my young conservative Texas chapter where we've um, really been infringed at all um, in terms of, you know, just our, our speech or anything like that. But I see it happening all over the place. Um, you know, at, at UT, they've, they're always, dealing with things like that. Um, but yeah, for it to happen. Did you, did you, did you catch it at the UT game, you know, last night um, for the first time ever, the football team did not stop to acknowledge uh, the eyes of Texas because somehow the eyes of Texas is, you know, now become racist as well. Yeah. So, you know, Oh, I could definitely and, talk a thing or two about that. <laughs> well, you know, I used, yeah, to be, right. <laughs> I used to be a UT fan for a long time. I have to admit before I came to Texas, uh, before I came to Texas tech. And so I know every word to the eyes of Texas. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a great tradition and it's, um, you know, if you, if you look up the history, it, it is true that, you know, it was sort of based, you know, the, the term eyes of Texas was based from something else, but it's like the actual song is not racist at all. There is no, there's no racist implication to it. And, um, and it's really kind of sad to see, you know, their, their uh, strong tradition over there um, kind of go out the window because we're now, you know, becoming ultra sensitive. And so, yeah, my sister's going to be the third gen Aggie. So naturally I hate Jordan uh, or very <laughs> dislike Jordan. Uh, I also go to the UT system and I'm sure Jordan had more problems than I did, but the only problem that I had was uh, I submitted the request for the memorial and then they said that my description uh, should have been worded this way. And then I fill it out. Oh, well, your profit loss thing wasn't submitted when it indeed was. And then I do that. And then they're like, oh, well, your advisor has to sign off on it when my advisor called and specifically like. And so after about five different times, like trying to submit it and trying to push it through, I finally got it approved. And then I got YAF putting their flag in my memorial site and then posting pictures saying that they planted flags. So then I had to deal with that. But that doesn't even compare 
to Baylor getting marked as a trigger warning. But Jordan, what have you gone through at UT? Because UT is the flagship of Williams. Put UNT to the side. UNT is a joke compared to UT. So, yeah, but it, you, you know, but like you were saying, it's going on everywhere. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a proud TCU alum. And I have two kids there today, a senior and, and a sophomore. And I literally got kicked off the TCU parents page, which is not run by a TCU parent, by the way. It's run by an activist, um, you know, professor. Um, and simply for questioning, you know, their decisions on COVID policy and allowing the faculty senate there at TCU, which has an outsized influence on school policy, to basically make their own decisions about whether to hold classes or not. And just because I, I, I challenged it and asked the question, I think I might have put something like, you know, hashtag um, open TCU, hashtag unmasked TCU, I'm out of there, right? I mean, I'm a fairly prominent alumni in the area and they had no compunction, you know, running me straight off. And so, you know, we're fighting back. So I actually started a new group. It's not just gonna be a, a Facebook group, it's gonna be a real group that we're calling Purple Patriots. And the idea is to give conservative voices, whether those are alumni voices, parent voices, student voices, anybody that wants to participate in the process, a real voice. And so that we can organize, you know, when a lot of this nonsense comes, comes up. Uh, the latest example we had is there's a there's a picture in the, the a new picture in the school library of a you know a police officer you know beating an African American jail. It's just it's gotten to be so outrageous. But we have to well, we can't we, we can't just continue to watch it anymore. I mean we've mm -hmm. done that for a lot of years, right? Now you guys of course are fighting on the front lines every single day. But the, you know parents need to get involved, alumni needs to get involved, and you know we need to start you know letting these universities know that we, we you know we're we're tired of them. And we can do that with our with our wallets, in particular. Well, what's funny is like, despite the perception of of UT Austin being this super liberal and progressive school, they have honestly, well, first of all, with the nine eleven flag planting, we don't even ask for permission, and they and Texas X's will actually give credit to us whenever they post it. The alumni association they'll say to never forget, and they'll actually tag us. And what's interesting is ever since uh, Benvez left our previous president possibly on a scandal don't know for sure when ever since Hartzell came on all the activists tried to get UTPD defunded they tried to rename half the buildings get statues torn down the only thing he did was on those oh and get rid of the eyes of Texas which um like to answer more on that the eyes of Texas the lyrics themselves were not bad it was just because it was performed in blackface that is causing all the the problem and the reason why it was because it was a fundraiser for the track team. It's a long story. But anywho, instead of giving it all the demands, Hartzell only renamed one building and said, but we will still have a memorial to the guy inside the building itself, explaining why we named the building for him originally. So it was a very kind of like a half measure. And Hartzell has even gone on to increase funding for the UT Police Department and increase their presence in West Campus after APD got their funding cuts. I was gonna say they're doing they're doing more than Austin is at least. <laughs> yeah, like UT Austin has been like kind of good this uh, this year. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. And though I, what I joked around about whenever Baylor put up the the trigger warning was uh, Baylor YC was a couple was a few flag short, so they had to borrow a couple of UT flags. So I joked around that the trigger warning wasn't for 9/11. It was, it was warning. UT. Yeah, these flags <laughs> touched UT soil. Uh, is that how you do it? No, it's like no. On the on the yes, eyes that, of Texas, that is that thing, is how you do it. <laughs> on the eyes of Texas, I think one of the more offensive things is that it was played for uh, Lyndon B. Johnson at a Democratic National Convention. That was. Uh, oh, you don't, you don't, don't get me started. Don't get me started on Lyndon B. Johnson because he was he's a, a Texas State guy. alum. He's not a he's UT like, alum. He, yeah, he's the first guy that actually started all this racial divisiveness nonsense. But um, it's a whole different discussion, obviously. Um, but look, we, we, what are we going to do? We're going to continue to cancel every, you know, every part of our history that's remotely offensive to somebody. It's outrageous. It's just ridiculous, right? Um, you know, at, at some point we need to, we don't have to celebrate part of that history, but we certainly need to remember it and we need to acknowledge it. And in this case, it's just a complete reach. And it gets tiresome, right? Having a debate about every single one of these little edge cases that, that you know, that that, that somehow offends somebody. Like, we, we, what do we got to do to rewind and go back to a point in time where we're all just a little less offended by things, right? Generally. Right, and realistically, every single institution in the entire world has a messy history. Whether it of be, course. Whether it be this desk, 
There's something about the desk where I could totally go activist and remove it because it's from Sweden, because it's from Ikea, whatever you want. That completely warrants me to just absolutely get rid of it. So that's where we will all just be standing around on top of grass. Yeah, you you guys know the the real origin of all this nonsense here lately, right? It's 1619 Project. It's the 1619 Project, and our, it's not just our universities that have embraced this New York Times nonsense. It's, it's, all of our, it's all of our public schools as well, and it's doing real damage. And, I mean, again, it's just it's completely divisive. It's, it's teaching Americans, you know, to focus on the things that make us different, that, that do divide us, rather than, you know, the common set of values that, that we all do share. And I, I just reject it completely. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a scourge basically on our country right now. And we, we've got to just continue to resist it. I agree. I think there are kind of, you know, sort of two approaches you can take when it comes to, you know, seeing like kind of dealing with something that, you know, might be racist. So you can either go digging for something and just trying to find something racist, you know, somewhere. Um, or you can actually look at something and see if there's something like, if something pops out and there's something wrong and that should be dealt with, do that. But, uh, but there's kind of just like a wild goose chase to try to find something that's racist in anything. In um, anything and everything. And if you dig, if you dig hard enough, you dig far enough, then you could probably find something that could be offensive to somebody. And, uh, but if that's the measure that we're going to go by, then just about everything can be canceled. And so uh, there's really no end to it. Um, right. If that's, if that's the way we're going to do things. Okay. We're going to. So jumping back to Baylor a little bit. Uh, I actually posted a tweet uh, from our UMHB YCT account. So let me go ahead and share that. So uh, this is kind of what I said on the difference between UMHB and Baylor. To put this in context, uh, UMHB and Baylor were both started in 1845 by the Republic of Texas. Uh, We were both started by Judge Baylor and we are both Baptist schools. At least that's what Baylor says they are. So I said uh, the differences between UMHB and Baylor are astounding. At UMHB uh, we're applauded for being uh, willing to set up flags to remember those that lost their lives, while at Baylor seeing the American flag, our flag, is considered a trigger. So uh, I took uh, great offense to that because at Baylor, or at UMHB, I was pulled in the meeting saying, hey, next year, what if the university got us bigger flags to plant? That's, that's their response. That, that, that should be the response of every university is how can we make this experience better for the students? How can we make this bigger? This is a day of remembrance, especially with future de- generations coming into college where this is the first generation that really can't remember September 11th, the actual day in 2001. Uh, it's even more important that future generations remember. Especially the funding that these universities receive, the least that they could do is do this for us, especially if you're in a private school like UMHB or Baylor. But I mean, the least they could do is all the money they've gotten, all the money they've gotten, even from uh, the profits they've made out of COVID. I mean, it's, it's just insanity. The fact that, you know, Leadership Institute helped us out with this, but I mean, and if they hadn't, the university probably would have just, I hear, you know, they help you with some stuff, but they really, at the end of the day, after you've like broken your arm and gotten like five attorneys at the university, you'll probably get like a hundred bucks for internet. <laughs> Something to remember too is, um, this is also, if I, if I remember correctly, this is the first class, the incoming freshman class is the first class to have people who were born after 9-11. Because last year it was 2000, 2001, and this year is 2001, 2002. That was, so this is the first class that we're seeing with children, not only who don't remember 9-11, because I was born, but I was one. I don't have that good of a memory. But um, this is the first time where people weren't even born coming to campus. Yeah, I was about four months old, and I still remember the significance of it just from growing up in the aftermath mm-hmm. of it. You know, you have TSA being created and all that kind of thing. And to say that our generation – or the future generations don't care about 9-11 or it might be triggering is just a simple lie. When I was going to shoot drone footage in the middle of the day of our memorial thing, I saw students like 
getting into the the grassy area where we had all the flags and i was like oh my god what are we doing and they're taking pictures they're getting portraits they're sending them to our inbox they're like hey we wanted to send you these pictures we got i saw somebody walking down the sidewalk we had lined the sidewalks with flags and one person leaned over and unfolded one of the flags and then kept walking when we were taking down can i take a flag home i mean to say that our generation doesn't like doesn't care or thinks it's triggering is just outrageous completely. And that's me at UTA, like the most diverse school in the state. If it's not, it's in the top five. Well, uh, yeah, know, on our campus, in, uh... on our <laughs> campus, we got messages from students asking how close they could get to the flags because we had them in a like a grassy field, kind of in between two pathways. So we told them get up and close and take pictures if you want to, um, because that's kind of. What and the shame for you guys is, you know, I was obviously not that young when 9-11 happened. I remember it vividly, of course. And um, it was it was the, one of the worst days in American history, but a lot of the best days in recent American history happened right after that. I mean, there was legitimate, you know, unity in this country and, and people working together and supporting each other. And it was completely apolitical. I mean, we were literally, I mean, viscerally threatened in a, in a very real way. And I, you know, I, since then, I, you know, I don't know that we have been and, and it, it shouldn't take that, of course, you know, in order for us to come together at Americans, but it is just a shame that, you know, here only 19 years later, you know, we've, we've squandered, we've squandered that. And, you know, I have a, my own, you know, reasons for why that happened. It goes, it goes back to eight years of Obama administration and, you know, in, 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 the, in the scourge of identity politics and using that to drive wedges between us for nothing other than political expediency and winning elections. Um, and of course, you know, we, it, all sides have a certain responsibility to it, but that, that's when it got really bad. And so again, that's why, that's why a lot of the, these same tactics like 1619 and some of the things that you guys are dealing with, we, we just have to absolutely resist them. And we really, what we really need to do is we need to activate alumni and parents and get them to hit these universities right in the wallet. Stop with the donations, you know, push back, you know, actively, you know, on, you know, on these, these, these out of control faculty senates. By the way, our faculty senate actually, um, you know, passed a, a resolution condemning our administration because they actually allowed kids to come back to school. And because they're not doing enough to, um, um, you know, um, expose our, our long racial history, racist history at the university. I mean, it's, it's just crazy town right now. It goes beyond that because the next day I actually ch uh, checked the UDEM, the University Democrats for UT, not a single word about 9-11. Didn't post a sink, no likes, no retweets, nothing. And for and reference, UDEM's last year uh, did a post by 9-11, so you will never forget, but I guess, I guess 2020 is the year they forget. And what people forget, too, is it wasn't just the fact that the towers went down that traumatized. It wasn't just that, but everyone was freaking out about, this is what my parents told me, about how we don't know if anything else was coming, if this is just the first yeah. wave. I know, yeah. like, my uncle was in the mountains when it happened. No one could contact him because this is back when cell phone reception was very shoddy, didn't have any landlines, and everyone was super worried about him, not knowing if he could come back. Then he came back two weeks later going, so what did I miss? <laughs> well, then the other thing that was absolutely surreal, of course, was just not having airplanes in the, in the air for a couple of weeks. It was really, it was, it was a really strange time, obviously. It was surreal. So, Chris, can you kind of explain to us why we can't get that kind of unity during a global pandemic? Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested. <laughs> I think, I mean. So the pandemic is a whole different issue, right? And like, we, I mean, that's creating unity issues just within the Republican Party, let's be honest, right? So, um, you know, I happen to be, you know, one of these folks who think we had a wild overreaction to COVID and still are. And, you know, it has been certainly, the impact is, is, is never worth, you know, the, the, I wouldn't say maybe not the term is betrayal, but the abdication of our, you know, our basic and most fundamental, you know, personal liberties. Like, I just have a huge problem with it. And the, and, and the, the data hasn't been, you know, good at all. And certainly not the reporting data. Um, the scientists have been wrong since day one. And so, I mean, that's a, that's a different problem, right? Because there's a lot of Republicans that would argue with me, you know, and say, we, we, of course, we did everything right. And, you know, if we hadn't done more, then, you know, more people would have died. And so I think, you know, again, I think that, I don't know that's the best example as a result, but you know, just in terms of the, just the larger 
reason we can't, you know, find unity. I just, I, I wonder if this generation, your generation, you know, has been challenged enough, you know, that have seen the realities of, you know, real wars, you know, and real, real attacks on, you know, American soil and, um, hell heck, we're seeing them now from our own, from our own, from our own citizens, right? So maybe this is it. Maybe this is the moment. Um, and maybe, by the way, this is the moment that, you know, I can tell you that there's a lot of Democrats and independents that are not happy at all with a lot of the violence that's going on out there. And so I think that it has the potential to be a unifying factor. And so let's see. I hope it is. I hope it is. Because the one thing we ought to all agree on is, you know, look, we can't we can't be out there destroying these cities and, and hurting people and killing people in the streets. It's, it's fully out of control. And this this idea that law enforcement is a, the mortal enemy of the people of the United States in certain you know, race classes is also ridiculous. The cops aren't out there hunting people. Are there some, are these mistakes get made sometimes and are there bad cops? Absolutely, absolutely, but they're edge cases. And you know, as you guys well know, once you dig into a lot of these incidents and, and allow due process to take its course, you find out that the reality is nothing at all like what we reacted to. And so it really does go back to just to fully wrap my way all the way around your question. You know, we've all got to start being a little, <laughs> We got to all start being a little less offended and looking at these problems pragmatically and, and not overreacting the first second that one of these incidents happens, you know, just in order to work people up, because that's what it's about at the end of the day. It's about right now. It's about working people up. It's about working up the base so they'll get out and vote in November and, and pitting them against each other because everybody's electoral strategy depends on getting their, their base fired up and out the vote. And so we, we, at some point, you know, hopefully people just catch on to some of these games, these tactics. And, you know, as you guys have been involved in politics, I'm really familiar with them. But for a lot of people, they are hard to understand sometimes. But, that, you know, we, we've got to find a way. And, it, it, again, for me as a Republican and as a conservative, you know, the, the thing that excites me the most is the number of, you know, new minority voters, African-Americans and Hispanics that are coming into the party. Because, once again, once you destroy identity politics they have nothing left but bad ideas and i just think that that's the most important thing going on in the party right now you know especially you know the blexit movement some of the stuff candace is doing definitely and it's a uh it's a good point you made about uh, how our generation hasn't uh, necessarily lived through anything this is probably the most intense thing we've lived through other than 9-11 but like you know jordan was saying we were all really little when that happened and if it wasn't for our parents some of us really wouldn't know the significance of it uh, or unless you've been to the 9-11 Memorial in New York City, that's where you get to a whole other level of like, wow. Uh, and so, but something else is that, you know, we, you know, anxiety's up, suicide's up, all of that, but it's because millennials and Gen Z are experiencing a lack of purpose, which is dangerous, but you compare it to people that are in their 60s and 70s who like lost an arm fighting for us, uh, or in their 80s who like lost body parts, lost their mentally scarred. I used to have a neighbor before they left that if you even mention Iraq, they're out of the conversation because they were deployed over there and they mentally couldn't go there with you on a conversation. And then we have people sadly taking their lives because they just don't know what their purpose is. And so yeah. that's why it's interesting to see the comparison of the unity in 9-11 and then the comparison of whenever you have a solid, what, 20 years of blessings. I mean, there was stuff that happened, but on an intense level, not really much. So that 20 year of us, I don't think that we've uh, taken advantage of our situation in the correct way. We should be in a completely different place given our past. We should be in a completely, you know, ready to unify, ready to unify. But sadly, we're at each other's throats. So it's going to take something more big to get us, something bigger. Well, if, if, by the together. way, I... I'm hopeful, but I don't know, you know, because what we're really dealing with right now, I have a lot of conversations with folks about this. I mean, guys, we're, we're resisting a socialist revolution right now. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, that's what, you know, it's being manifested, of course, you know, with all these groups like BLM and Antifa, et cetera. But I mean, that's what we're dealing with. I mean, these are people that structurally want to change the system in, in a way that's completely un-American. And until we put that insurgency down, I don't know that there is any healing. In fact, what we need right now is more fighters. Otherwise, we're, we will be overwhelmed by it. Everything that this particular podcast started, you know, talking about with respect to the, you know, the, the flags and the trigger warnings, this is a, a perfect example, right? It's just another example. Leftism is the new religion. They even have a doomsday prediction with climate change and um, original sin with 
through the sla- uh, through white people and slavery. Yeah, again, we have, when people start behaving rationally again and, and having rational discussions with each other, you know, both, you know, political and social, then maybe there's, there's hope that, you know, there can be a, a larger reconciliation, but they haven't shown any willingness to do that so far. I mean, they want to burn cities down. You know, it's, 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 it's in, in, in the sort of intolerance, you know, that you guys are experiencing every day on some of these campuses from, you know, progressive, you know, faculty and, 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 your, and your peers that, you know, simply don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't want to respect your values. They don't want to respect your principles. Even if you reciprocate, they just don't accept them. And, you know, I, I don't know what that answer is. It's a tough one. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Chris, for expressing to us. Uh, your insight is very valuable. Uh, definitely very good points today that, uh, you know, I hadn't really thought about until talking to you. So uh, thank you so much for doing the podcast and we hope. That yeah, you guys, it's, in the thanks future. for having me. Thanks for everything that you guys are doing out there every day. I mean, I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. If only you had about, you know, we need, we need a bunch more of you guys and, <laughs> and, and this country is going to be all right. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you coming on, Chris. Uh, Thanks for taking the time out of your Sunday. Yeah, no worries. I'm going to go. I'm going to a fundraiser for our Tarrant County Sheriff now. So looking forward to that. Awesome. All right. Well, you have a good night. Take care, guys. Thank you. So Netflix has been in the news recently because they uh, included this uh, this movie called Cuties um, in their catalog. Uh, This movie is about uh, these like preteen, like 11 year old, um, girls, uh, doing these dances, twerking. Um, and, uh, it's caught a lot of heat on Twitter, all over the internet. Um, there are a lot of people, a lot of conservatives that are freaking out, you know, rightfully so. Um, they're just outraged. Um, I've also seen Tulsi Gabbard. Um, she literally called it child porn, which I think is appropriate because I think it is. And, um, yeah, so that's been all over the news. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm pretty disgusted that Netflix would include something like this. Now Netflix has done other stuff that's, you know, kind of like, it really makes you scratch your head, but this one is really pretty horrible. Um, this is probably the worst thing that I've ever seen Netflix include. Uh, I think Josh Howley has, uh, um, called on Netflix executives to um, to answer why do they why do they include this um, on their service um, and, and you know, a lot of people have been pressing Netflix on this issue uh, so I want to know what you know how do y'all feel about this um, well, what's, yeah yeah uh, sorry, yeah sorry. I didn't mean to catch you uh, what's sad about it is two things for one I guess 13 reasons why wasn't enough for us to get mad at Netflix and for two do none of us remember the movie about gay Jesus? Am I the only one that remembers that? The movie about Jesus yes. Christ being a homosexual? Yeah, that was a big and, deal uh, on campus. That was back in like December. That was when everybody was like, cancel Netflix. And then it just kind of died off and then everybody reinstalled Netflix and now it's relaunched. Cancel Netflix. So, you know, canceling Netflix is one thing, but being aware, I mean, come on, at least be aware of the situation. I turn on Netflix the, literally the only reason I have it is to watch The Office, but now I'm, I'm looking into just getting in, just getting all the discs. That way I don't have to have Netflix. But, well, Netflix uh, is moving every to time I open it, soon anyway. Every time I open it, it's a disaster. I look at Suggested or I'm like telling my mom, hey, let's go watch a movie, turn on Netflix, and my mom's like, Ethan, why are these on the TV? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I would never watch anything remotely close to that. I don't know why it's on my TV. And then during all this cuties outrage, my assumption was that Netflix would remove it. And then last night I was scrolling through trending and there it was cuties. And I was like, you are, you're lying. You're lying. And uh, the gay Jesus movie, I'm pretty sure is still out there too. And their argument is, well, cuties wasn't made in the United States. Okay. Well, Netflix is an American company. And unless Ted Cruz does the thing he's doing where he wrote bar, then they can use that as a product here in the United States and make some serious money off of it. So now uh, hopefully Ted Cruz's legislation gets pushed through. But uh, the same thing with the Gay Jesus movie, it was technically Brazilian. So people were like, okay, well that's in Brazil. Why should we care? I'm like, I pull out your phone, can you watch it? You know, that, that contributes to the US profit margin because you are watching 
as an American in the United States. You know, I just want to know what, you know, who are they targeting with this movie? Because, you know, I'm obviously a conservative. We are all conservatives. But I think no matter if you're conservative or if you call yourself a liberal or anywhere in between, you've got to be pretty sick to see something like this. So They I were just, targeting you know, the people who went to Epstein Island. That was their target audience. Well, that's a pretty small so, part of the population. So I, I'm just really confused how they think this is a smart business decision, among other things. But what so, I'm okay, even more so, confused about is uh, Netflix made the Epstein documentary. Netflix made the Epstein inside Jeffrey Epstein, and they look, also made Cubans. something. Something that we need to like we need to push Netflix on is what are the details of the contract they signed? Because I highly doubt that Netflix executives watch every single item that they put out. It's like remember the way this movie is marketed. Like one, it's a French film that won all these awards. Like at a, at a Sundance Festival. So Netflix sees that. They also, they, the producers say, oh, it's a movie that is about um, criticizing the exploitation, the sexual exploitation of children. Because that is like what the left is like trying to categorize this movie as, despite what it actually is, which is child porn. But we assume, if we assume the producers also pitch it to Netflix like that, they were probably like, um, Netflix was like, okay, seemed interesting. Um, they see the outrage. Oh, it was like the producers say, it's cut wrong. Trust me, it's not as bad. Now it's actually been released. And now Netflix, it, for all we know, Netflix is trying to get out of the contract right now. That's something we have to know because when Netflix signs that contract, it's not just a contract saying that um, you will only exclusively stream through us. It's also a contract that we will stream you. So we need to figure, so Netflix needs to just come out and say, and it might be even the contract, they can't criticize the movie until after it's done. They, like, I just, I'm just curious to see like, what the negoci negotiations were like and um, what the details of the contract are and how easy it would be for Netflix to get out of that contract to stop streaming that movie in the States. Yeah, well, you know, I haven't but, seen anything from Netflix. Really, have they defended it since no, gone public? I mean, I Netflix haven't seen anything like that. I think Netflix they're is pretending like no one's talking about it. No, I think Netflix straight up said you need to go watch it. So it could be a poison pill maneuver where Netflix well, said, like, watch it and cause crap. the outrage. They said the same crap about the Jesus is Gay movie. They said, well, you need to watch it. And I, I got five minutes in and I was so offended that I, I couldn't even bother to watch the rest of it. It was just atrocious. Like, I'm not blaming, I'm not defending either one of the movies. But for all we know, Netflix is, it could be on the contract, they must promote it. And Netflix on the behind the scenes could be, look, we got to trigger as much outrage as possible to give us a reason to tell the producers, hey, we're well, pulling this. We're breaking, well, our con we're breaking our contract. What makes me even more mad, though, is the fact that that movie costs money to make. Mm -hmm. Someone that fought it up was requesting the funding to do it. And then the directors, can you imagine telling those little girls, okay, now take your body and go like this and this and then go like this. And this. Yeah. That, that is so gross. You know how many shots each one of those scenes probably took? Oh, I mean, it's worse than that. Girls. Well, there have you, have you read the descriptions from Cruz? Like have you read the girls are, girls are moving around dancing like that. All it's day. not just dancing. It's, well, it's, oh, it's well, much more. That's not even the worst. That's not even the worst part. That's like the tip of the iceberg. Well, it's, it's even worse than that. You want to know what their audition was? I saw this uh, on Twitter. I forget who tweeted it, but uh, the audition what took six months, which is pretty long time, and they had over six hundred uh, young I girls working. Was it a lap dance for Harvey Weinstein? Pretty much. Well, you know, it's it's really strange because yeah, we all we all know about Harvey Weinstein. And you'd think, you know, if they had any, if Hollywood had any self-awareness, now I know this is a French But it film, wasn't Hollywood. It's the yeah, French. It's, right. This is why we make fun of the French. But still, but it's not just the French, though. Obviously, Hollywood has a huge issue, but I think it's, it's kind the, of- It's the industry in total. Yeah, it's just prevalent mm -hmm. everywhere. You'd think if these, if, if these people had any self-awareness at all, they would not be putting this on their platform. You know, they wouldn't be, they would probably try to take, uh, you know, they would probably try to shake this image like that they're being run by, you know, disgusting pedophiles, which um, yeah, it seems to be a pretty accurate description. Again, do you think that Netflix seriously watches this movie? That's the real question. I hate, no, but I, I, hate one... to go, I hate to go conspiracy on Skylar, but it's not a matter of they need to be self-aware. I'm pretty sure they're self-aware. 
they're pushing this across because it wasn't it's not a one-time instance. No, of course they are. It's not a one-time instance. It's I don't know. Netflix. It's this. I doubt Netflix can watch. Why? No, 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 no. Look, look, look. Thirteen reasons why the Jesus is gay movie. This movie, Brazil, France, the United States. I mean, it's all really easy. All of them have the similar problems. It's all really easy do. to just make a video and not stream. show up for people. Like in this their recommended. This is just the mainstream. This is literally just the mainstream thing. If you get deep on a Netflix rabbit hole, you will find significantly worse. So again, uh, so for the, we don't know the, the, the because of the consistency. Because of the consistency, I I would I wouldn't say that it's a matter of them not being self-aware. It's a matter of they are self-aware. Harvey Weinstein was very self-aware. He wasn't like, oh, you know what? They might think I'm a pedophile. He was kind of like making it obvious, and all of us well, that fell for the trap. No, not necessarily. Not really. Because listen, Harvey Weinstein wasn't like public. You know, he was like publicly doing this stuff. This was sort of like behind the scenes. It's like he would, you know, he would. It give was an a, open secret, though. Well, among Hollywood, it was, but it wasn't like. Well, I, okay, you know, but like, how many? How many people are in Hollywood? Seth MacFarlane made a joke. Seth MacFarlane made a joke about it at the Oscars. He said, how many, "Congratulations, how many people ladies. Go to the you don't have to pretend to like Harvey Weinstein anymore." Exactly. How many people go to the Oscars? That is what's considered. Well, Hollywood. it was live. And that's just a. That's just a fraction too. So to say that you know it's it's like ten people. No, it's it's Hollywood. You're talking that's about a billion I'm dollar saying. industry. I know. I'm not. I'm not accusing you of saying that. I'm just saying that it's a billion dollar industry. They, I'm saying, like, there are a handful of people that are in this industry, and it's not a meritocracy when it comes to who you cast in your movie. Um, it's not. And so when something like that happens, you know, you, and you have some, like, disgusting, you know, corrupt person like Harvey Weinstein, um, you know, he get, and he's allowed all this power. He has so much power um, in terms of who gets a role. And, you know, some, when someone like that has so much power, um, he can really control, he, he can just control all, all of this and it's possible for him to abuse people the way he did. Um, that's a little bit of a different discussion aside from the cutie stuff, but I mean, it is related in a way. It's just, uh, I mean, it's just really gross to see this stuff from Hollywood. And I highly encourage um, all our listeners to cancel their Netflix subscription and, uh, you know, and if you'd be so kind, maybe take that, donate that to, uh, to Saving the Republic to uh, keep this thing going. Check um, out our that Patreon. definitely is a better way to spend your money. Yeah, spend it on our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Which we will show you later. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the whole, the I mean, plug, the cuties but... thing, I mean, it, I saw it, and at first I was like, wait, what You saw this? cuties? And then I, no, 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 no. I saw it, like, in my Twitter feed. Like, I saw it trending. I saw the conversation. I should have been more clear. Okay. Uh, I saw the we're about to cancel say, you, Ethan. No, 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 no. We're about to kick you from the call and call the FBI. I haven't watched it. I have not watched it. Uh, and I, I won't watch it. Um, but I saw it. I saw it and I was like, what are these people talking about? Skylar, put that pen and paper down. I was you like, said your name is Ethan. <laughs> we need your address. The FBI is going to be looking for you in the next few yeah, days. But, but anyway, I saw it in my Twitter feed. And I was like, what are they talking about? And then I finally looked into it. And I was like, bro, the cancel Netflix thing came back. And then I looked into it and I was like, oh my God. I was like, because Jay-Z's gay Jesus was not enough. And that gay Jesus movie, it was Jesus, like kissing men, like, you know, an open homosexual. I think there's a sex scene if I remember correctly. So uh, for so, all you uh, Office fans who want to watch The Office, uh, it's 50 bucks for the complete set on Amazon. Uh, that's what, like five months? It's of moving Netflix? to Peacock too. It's moving yeah. to Peacock. I mean, but, like I said, I want, I I want to see the details of the contract with Netflix. I want to know, did Netflix know the full extent of cuties or were I they mean, just I don't deceived know if it's and are worse. now stuck in a contract? I don't know if it's worse if they did or didn't because the, I want to say the producer came out and said that it wasn't intended to be X, Y, or Z. It's just in they may production. Have said that, but yeah. I'm sorry. Exactly. Like, there's That's no what way. I'm saying. There's no it, way. But also, then the producer, six months, over 600 girls, you know. I think all four so what was the actual I audition? Think, like, I joked around, but you didn't actually say what the audition was. Because I said, what was it? Oh, the audition was uh, them having over 600 girls twerk for them. About the age bad. of 11. Uh, I think that all four of us have sick. kind of a different view on this. Uh, I will say I massively disagree with Scouter. Uh, so I say that we... We give it about a week for more information to come out. When I say this, I don't think any of us agree on the fact that it's terrible. All of us agree that we agree on what we should agree on. 
I'm saying that we disagree on the minimal thing about like what Jordan's saying about the contract and then what this is and then what that is. I'm saying yeah, that next week once there's more light on information. Yeah, I'm really struggling with being clear today. <laughs> Trust me. I'm, oh, we know Netflix is I'm going on, behind I'm, the scenes I'm trying to get fans. They're off the hook. I'm on staff at my church. I'll have nothing to worry about. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but anyway. But uh, I say that we revisit this topic once more information has come to light because we can get so lost in this topic and then next week it was all for nothing because there's more information. Although yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, it's pretty not bad. not something that's going to go away. Oh, no. It better not go away. I, I hope that us four don't let it go away. Like that when I was no. really sad to see that gay Jesus topic just detrended. I was really sad to see that. Uh, is it anyway. still on Netflix though? It's still on Netflix. Yeah, it's hundred percent still. But on is it is it buried though, or is it? Um... Oh no, you can find it in the uh, recommended. On I will Netflix. find it right Even now. If you don't I will watch find it right now. Like Jordan, super weird. No. Jordan, count, and I will tell you how long it takes. Here, Ethan, oh, why don't you screen share? Long. Ethan, screen share going to Netflix.com. Can't I? Can't I get? Uh, can we get legal problems for that? I don't care. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, I so actually. Uh, tweeted before like this cutie stuff was in the news like there's some other show on netflix um where they showed a clip of this like uh like i guess trans you know supposedly transgender child or something like that um and like the doctor you know i know you're talking like misgenders them or whatever and uh and it's like the whole time i'm just like staring i'm like what the hell is this like this is absolutely stupid um and it's like, but people on the left will like eat this stuff up. I feel like this is a different degree of like disgusting and, you know, like crazy. Uh, but the fact that like Netflix has now given them, given this, uh, you know, the show a home, this movie a home on their platform. And it's hard, it's impossible to believe like that. That's where we are in 2020. Um, in current year, we are now this is now normalized like well they're trying and we should kind of stop it from being normalized i think that kind of should be one of the goals is stopping this at least the left is showing their true colors because it was just last year where the where the left was like oh no 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 no, we're not for pedophilia we swear we're not we're not moving that direction we're not saying that pedophilia is an acceptable sexual tolerance we're not saying that child porn should be legalized trust us we're not going that direction it's so like I've got it right Q's, here. Cue SpongeBob card one year later. It's called Cuties. the the first temptation of Christ, and approximately one million people minimum canceled their Netflix over it. So I guess that wasn't enough for Netflix to say maybe we should stop making weird movies. Here it is: Jesus, who's hitting the big three zero, brings a surprise guest to meet the family. A Christmas special so wrong, it must be from comedians. Uh, anyway, so it's Brazilian, and it's literally about you know that. Did y'all see the thumbnail? Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I've seen so enough. That's literally. And look, look at look at all these movies that are coming up. I mean, are, the is last Cuties really our only is Cuties really our only problem? You know what I'm saying? No, it's yeah. Netflix and Hollywood the, more, and all of that. I'm more looking at the Hangover movie that I guess is new. Well, on this note, I say we revisit the topic, but we do need to get to the fact that California is on fire. So as I was saying, California is on fire. When is it not on fire? And I don't mean figuratively. I literally mean they almost had to move the Cowboys-Rams game because of the air quality. Um, what is the name of the electricity company that is responsible for this? Uh, not necessarily this case, but has been. Is it a P, uh, what is it, PNG or? Uh, it's, it's I'm talking about Enron, are you? I it's believe it's uh, Pacific. It starts with P. It starts with P. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they have been very guilty in the past of damaging the environment. They're like the, the common electricity company in California. And they have, uh, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Maybe we should bring somebody on who does. But they basically let their uh, electricity fields uh, kind of, they don't really maintain them. And they don't do the most eco-friendly things, and so they have they have been responsible for several wildfires. I don't think that it they are in this situation. That's not this one. This one's a they were. This one's funnier. Sure. This one is the agenda reveal party. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. So their governor Gavin Newsom's. Oh, gosh, he, so he's going. This is on, America's future. Yeah, he's on video saying, you know, this is yeah, this is America's future because of climate change and all this. It's like, look, 
you know, if y'all would not have people setting on setting the forest on fire from their gender reveal parties, like there weren't there like two different gender reveal parties that were to blame for this. It's like like that's well, before that it was a uh, Pacific Gas and Electric, and they blamed climate change, and it was okay, proven to be their the government electric company. Did y'all see all the fireworks that came on uh, on July fourth? It was pretty much every other house launching fireworks in their backyard. You mean to tell me that's the most efficient use of the environment? Well, Gavin Newsom is, you talk about fantasy football. Gavin Newsom is like the dream governor if you're a live on textbook. He is like, if you're concerned about the environment, elect Gavin Newsom. And he's been in there how long? And what's the current state of California? Did y'all see the videos of Los Angeles? They showed the Cowboys driving in and it literally looked like Mumbai, India. I mean, California has been like getting set on fire, you know, for a long time. They've been dealing with these things for a, a very long time. Now, this one's probably the biggest, but that it's not really climate change, though. It's I mean, I don't know. It's 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 silly, but like the whole America does not have the the kind of issue of these trees um, and uh, so I'm a little out of my depth with this, but I, I saw something on Twitter that was like, um, they like imported all these trees like a hundred years ago, apparently they planted all these trees and uh, like, they're extremely, you know, flammable. Um, and it's this, and it's this real issue. Uh, but they didn't really find out about it until, you know, like a hundred years later. And so now they're, they've been dealing with this and it's like, look i don't know check out check out those kinds of trees or whatever like that's probably your issue but obviously like all of america is not having this issue of like getting being set on fire um like texas doesn't have that type of issue uh we have a, a lot of a lot of texas is covered in trees uh but we don't have that issue we don't like we're not dealing with fires that's that's a california thing um I mean, it's, it's really the state, the state of our environment. Uh, would it be wrong to say that we are in a better condition environment than California? I mean, I don't know how California is literally a human dream when it comes to the, but I thought, but I thought, but I thought we were destroying the environment by fracking so yeah. much and by, well, and by, by driving a Prius we or a Tesla, I thought, that we were the, I thought we were the devil by fracking. I thought fracking was the worst thing ever. Why are we doing better than California? I don't understand that. No, it's that also because this whole, it's also, it's funny that it was a gender reveal party that did that. So I'm just waiting for Gavin Newsom to say, oh, it's um, cis, uh, what, what would it be? A cis centric to say, to have a gender reveal party. And that's why we had this wildfire. That's what it was. It was like a pyrotechnic kind of gender reveal party that caused it. So I'm kind of surprised California hasn't canceled that already. They're going to blame climate change and cis and cis, cis normativity on the I mean, the gender reveal parties are pretty cringe, to be honest. It's like, look, we we got we've been we survived as a civilization a long time without having to throw a friggin' party. Uh, you know, every time you find out your gender of your baby, it's like, look, no. I don't know. That, it's just kind of cringe. I don't but. mind the concept of the gender reveal party because um, you're supposed to. I remember how much your mother had a good point on this. You want to make sure people know the gender of the child so they don't get you generic crap at the baby shower. It was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how about your mother. <laughs> yeah, it was like stuff. you want to have like. If you don't, it's like. If you have, if you reveal the baby, the gender, you can have like a nice little baseball outfit for a boy, oh, yeah. a nice little princess outfit for the girl. But if not, you're gonna get a burlap sack. Yeah, you show a picture of a baby, and it's like, oh, and she's like, she looks like dude. I don't even know how to explain it. It was a burlap sack. A sack. It was a burlap sack, and uh, then they were painting the room yellow. They're like, obviously, these yellow is disgusting. It's like, okay, well, if you don't, <laughs> anyway. Um, but well, I remember we're, we're talking about. I can't remember what, but they had a gender reveal party where they got, they ruined the other cake and it was blue. So they had to like remix it. Oh, it was a uh, Brooklyn nine, nine and they mixed the <laughs> icing wrong and it came out green. And they were like, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about this. We're talking about the same state that is basically live heaven on textbook, even though they have the most debt than anyone. They, you know, supposedly they're the most environmental efficient. They had Tesla and now they're losing it. They, I mean, all, all these different things 
And so the wildfires are happening and what do they do? They blame the country. The country doesn't care about the environment. That's why our state's on fire. You know, even though we have all the resources to put it out, uh, what are we going to do? You know, it's, it's, it's just insanity. If, if this had happened in Texas, can you imagine how long it would take to immediately just be put to a halt? Oh, not long, but there's a perfect way to describe um, what, what is going on here. And it's this uh, right here. It's like this meme I found on Instagram. Spoilers for Star Wars, I guess. Oh, Why don't you give us a little bit of an explanation for it for those who are yeah, so audio? Because we, we have about half oh, on yeah, video so and half on audio. It's the, yeah, I forgot about that. So you see, there's a Jedi temple. If you remember, spoilers for Star Wars Episode 3, it's on fire. And it shows Padme going, oh, Annie, you didn't. And it shows Anakin having a, like a hat on saying, welcome, baby, it's twins. <laughs> That's basically what That's California perfect. happened right now. That's perfect. <laughs> you a big Star Wars fan, Jordan? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Prequel. <laughs> Episode 3 is actually my favorite. Bruh. Who, who isn't a big Star Wars fan? Yeah. That's not my username. That's, uh, Can I cut that out of this episode? Because that's probably the worst take I've heard this whole time. I, I love the prequels. <laughs> that is not being cut out. Uh, I have no comment, though, because I don't want to trigger anybody. A, I don't care. No, prequels story. are great for memes, but, you know, let's... It's a better uh, story, just saying. Yeah. This is something that definitely shouldn't be cut out, but Dak Prescott is significantly better than Carson Wentz. That's all I have to say on that. Uh, anyway, but California... Get better at your job is all I really have to say on it. People ask me, aren't you more surprised about these wildfires? Or when I talk to people, my friends that don't live Not in the even United a little. States, when I talk to my friends that don't live in the United States, you know, they tell me in Spanish, like, well, how can y'all just, you know, let it stay on fire? How can you? I'm like, so federalism. And I literally the other day explained like in like a 30 minutes, like the, the federalist, uh, the federalist papers and what they meant and all that. to so a lot of my friends in Mexico. No, we had no idea. It no, means to everyone to gets college. to laugh at California because they <laughs> suck. California is always on fire. And I explained to them the uh, electoral college and all that kind of thing. It's just the point that I'm making with that is California acting like idiots is either making them or the country, hopefully it's them, a laughing stock is what it's doing. People, I mean, I laughed. Us. Pre, and, and, you know, pre-Trump, it was 100% nationally we were laughed at. China didn't even bring up the ramp. Obama had to get off the back of Air Force One. And then Trump, oh. like, his first trip to China, red carpet. It's a matter of being respected globally. So when you have a governor like this constantly disagreeing with Trump and talking about how important the environment is when everyone knows they've probably got the worst environment in the, in the country. You know, I just, I just want to know if California is going to ever, you know, come to a reckoning and realize – you know, how wrong they are on everything just about. And, you know, if there's ever going to be uh, I mean, one of the L.A. Uh, County districts voted red, so maybe, but it's a very uh, not holding my breath. Uh, so I think that's going to be it for us today. Uh, go ahead and check us out on Patreon. Uh, we just got a new Patreon, so the link will be in all of our bios uh, in our link tree. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Saving the Republic, and have a great week. If you like this content, please like, subscribe, share it. If you hated it, like, subscribe, and share it. Thanks for tuning in.